Welcome to the Gore and More Podcast with your host TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Big Johnny D. We have such sights to tell you. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is your Dark Lord and Savior, Chad Chrisman. What is up, my bitches? And Big Johnny D. What's going on, everybody? And from the Graveyard Shift Podcast, Mike King. How's it going, eh? Today is May 25th, 2019, and we got a lot to tell you. First off, we'll start with our... Something we talked about on Sunday's Monday's episode Sunday's episode. Uh we announced our Steel City Comic Con booth. And today we put up our first promo and ad for it and announced it on social media. And it has been overwhelming. Oh shit, this shit's blowing up. Ooh, hell yeah. And we are in talks with so many of your favorite actors and actresses to help on with this. And I just can't wait to show you everything we have in store in August. It's gonna blow your fucking mind. Also, just as a reminder that Kelly Tapan is coming on tomorrow, and that episode will be released next Monday. Also confirmed as of today, Adam Marcus, director of Friday the 13th, all the final Friday. Jason, uh, goes, to Jason hell. goes to hell. The most divisive one. Uh, oh, this is going to be a fun one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think he also wrote the script for Texas Chainsaw 3D. I haven't seen that. Which wasn't terrible, minus the terrible CGI. Yes. Fuck CGI. Uh, also, this, there's a lot of things opening up that we can't announce yet, but it's in the pipeline. It's going to be insane. And just, just stick with us because there's a lot of cool stuff to happen on Gordon Moore. Uh, there's also a, pod, a new podcast going to be gracing our wonderful podcast network soon. And we also have another one in the works, which, again, stuff we can't tell you about, but I promise you it's going to be insane. Uh, but let's start this show. Chad, what'd you do this week? Worked. <laughs> work, work, work. It's been a pretty busy week. Uh, the week ahead is going to be just as busy. I am exhausted. I'm running on like four and a half hours sleep. So if I stroke out here, it's because I'm just that beat. But other than that, I haven't been doing much. Okay. What about you, Johnny? Uh, busy week, man. I've been... Still uh, chugging through between both houses uh, this weekend. Got the daughter's swing set, all this other, you know, lame adulting bullshit. On the fun side, uh, got a little bit more work done on my cosplay, which everybody will get to see down at the con, which, you know, hopefully everybody will enjoy. And uh, started opening my pool today. So other than that, all right. it's been pretty good, man. How, you been, how about your week? Uh, pretty good. Really, uh, just been keeping it busy with that do back stuff. Pretty much have new news for you guys every day. Uh, just yeah, man, you've been busy as fuck with that shit, bro. Got to Got to make moves. Got to grow, man. And with this new partnership with vengeance, it's just opening up so many doors and do back. I said at the beginning of this year, do back 2019. And I fucking meant it. Uh, but Mike, what about you, buddy? I uh, just uh, recently finished a con where I uh, took to inter- uh, walked around the floor interviewing people for my show and uh, also making appointments for local podcast festivals. So I'm working on my own promo game as well. 
Excellent. Right on. Uh, you can take this opportunity to shill your stuff. Oh, right. Okay, well, my name is Mike. I'm one half of the uh, Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike. Sheldon is, of course, the other half. We are a weekly horror podcast where we review a movie that is suggested by our listeners, and we break our thoughts down into what the good, the bad, and anything else we find fun or relevant. I give my kill of the week, and we often do a skit, which is either a an introduction to the show with us taking part in the world of the movie or a fake deleted scene, which we always introduce as it came from the cutting room floor. <laughs> Nice. And they always address uh, dangling plot points. Awesome. Uh, did you say where you can find your show at? Uh, sure, you can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, any place where uh, podcasts are. And if you can't find it, let me know and we'll put it there. Excellent. So before we get into the review, a message from our sponsors. Gormore is brought to you in part by A New Kind of Fear Customs. Friday the 13th inspired custom gaming controllers, hockey masks, action figures, and more. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and at anewkindoffear.com. Do you like photography on Friday the 13th? Then check out 13 Gallows Lane. You can find them on Facebook at Gallo Goes to Hell, Twitter and Instagram at 13 Gallows Lane, and on Patreon at Emily Helene. Warning, some content not safe for work. Do you like horror movies collecting in enamel pins? Then check out Creative Terror Pins. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram and at creativeterrorpins.com. And we are back. So let's start our review for 1988's Night of the Demons, directed by Kevin Tenney, right, Chad? Correct. Written by John Augustine. Augustine, produced by John Augustine, starring Kathy Hodwell as Judy Cassidy, Amelia Kincaid as Angela Franklin, Billy Gallo as Sal Romero, Alvin Alexis as Roger, which sounds like a porn name, <laughs> Linnea Quigley as Suzanne, <laughs> Lance Fenton as Jace, Jay Jansen. That's what it says. Hal Havens as Stooge. Uh, oh, I got a lot to say about him. Allison Barron as Helen. Oh, bro. <laughs> Philip Tansy as Max. Jill Tarif- Tarashita. Tarashita as Frankie. Music Franny. by, what was that? Franny. Franny. <laughs> Music by Dennis Tenney. Cinematography by David Lewis, edited by Daniel Duncan, distributed by Paragon Arts, released October 14th, 1988, runtime of 90 minutes, budget of 1.2 million, grossed. What the fuck was that noise? Somebody's street racing? <laughs> uh, that was probably the bus going by my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, uh, it grossed 3.1 million, and here's the motherfucking trailer. Again. A spooky, deserted mansion. Bro, that voice is fucking night. voice. Yes. All right, dude. Don Fontaine. <laughs> Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder. What's gotten into them? Night of the Demons. Ah! There it is! Is it hand? Go! 
just want to say this back months back when tj asked me if i wanted to do a horror podcast and of course my response was fuck yeah <laughs> like this was the exact movie i had in mind it was like low budget shit like night of the demons I'm like i want to do that i don't want to do the highbrow stuff which we are going to get to eventually but primarily i want to do low budget 80s schlock like night of the demons return of the living dead and just just that kind of sit this Literally the movie I had in mind. And we've stayed true to that with a couple of exceptions. Yes. And I think the two mm-hmm. ones we were talking about might be like Shaun of the Dead and the Crow. And The Wraith. The Wraith. Was that a high budget film? No, but it wasn't really and... horror to be to be fair. It was I don't know, but it's still stuck with like the cheesy eighties though. Like it's yeah. not yeah. that far out of the realm. And it was full of tiger blood. <laughs> That's right. Very true. <laughs> uh, so for the plot rundown, Chad, where's this from? The plot rundown. Uh, Where'd you you get this bitch at? I believe I got this from Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. On Halloween night, a group of 10 teenagers led by Angela and Suzanne decide to have a party at at Hull House. An abandoned funeral home, the house was the scene of a horrifying murder-suicide committed by the owner's son some years ago. What? Oh, some years before. (laughs) It had spawned legends of the boogeyman among local children who avoid it. It is also rumored to have been built on unholy ground. According to local Indian tribes, a high wall was erected <laughs> over an underground stream of the property to yeah. keep evil spirits confined as they cannot cross water. The teens soon start engaging in a party inside the house while dancing in alcohol, but it isn't until Angela conducts a seance that trouble starts brewing. The face of a demon appears in the mirror and vanishes quickly, but not before one of the girls see it, and in the mansion depths, the demon seen in the mirror pushes open a heavy steel door and closes in on the teens. The demons take control of Suzanne first, and then one at a time, the other teens become possessed or are murdered savagely, only to come back to life as demons. Will anyone escape the night of the demons or fall prey to the horrifying demons that their friends have become? Chad? Well, before we get into my notes and everything, let's discuss, like we uh, we always do. What, uh, Gentlemen, what did you think? Loved it! <laughs> It's my third viewing this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got that sweet Scream Factory Blu-ray set. Yes. That's awesome. Love it. I had to settle for the Amazon Prime <laughs> HD copy, which is still pretty good. Yes. Uh, Johnny? Well, uh, I actually watched it on Vudu because they had it on there free with fucking ads, which I didn't personally give a shit, but never saw it. And uh, the second time I watched it, it was actually on Amazon Prime. But... <laughs> This is my first time watching this movie. Uh, the first time, not going to lie, rubbed a little rough. I was kind of like, wow, this is just a straight, pretty much like 
uh, Crypt Creeper fucking Evil Dead ripoff. However, yeah, it watching was- it again today, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it this time around. Excellent. Yeah, it's very, very heavily Evil Evil Dead influenced. You can tell by even the, the POV shot of the demon coming up out of the basement. Oh, yeah, dude. Everything, man. Just the way they kind of act, the whole... Yeah. And, and I mean, by Evil Dead, I mean the original first classic, not the Evil Dead 2 or Correct. the actual Fantastic remake, which I would love to cover at some yes. point. That yes. was really good. But uh, yeah, like uh, the way, yes, the way they were dead, they died and then they came back as possessed. Very Evil Dead influenced. Uh, Mike? It was an absolute treat. The music was surprisingly good, considering that it was one of those real examples of nepotism, right? Where the <laughs> soundtrack is delivered by... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the first song I really liked was Computer Date, but you know, that was a... Which one was that one? Was that you know, the very first wasn't one? bad either. Yeah, uh, that was the, the first song they were listening to when they were rocking out and the, the um, stereo died. Oh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it's like, if you can't afford Thomas Dolby, just Duracell? listen to Computer Date instead. <laughs> I'm going to have to find that song now. Uh you can find it on YouTube. It's there. I've, I listen yep. to it. <laughs> That's Mike's regular jam at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really I really enjoyed this. Uh, I, I'd watch it again. I, I want to see the remake because I just want to give it a try. And I really want to see uh, old Monica Kenna uh, be, do something other than FDJ or what's that man of the house? I think it's the other movie she is in. And I can just tell you right now, yeah. she's not aged well. Uh, so <laughs> The only other thing I ever saw her in before Freddy vs. Jason was uh, Dawson's Creek. Oh, okay. I think she, I think she was on a Lifetime movie or something like that, too. Like a biopic or something? <laughs> I don't fucking hmm. know. I, I think any woman that her when her career is just completely in the gutter ends up in a Lifetime movie. I think the only place you can see her now is uh, hitting a meth pipe in a back alley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and on the con circuit. And on the con circuit, she's got to get that money. Yes. Uh, God, I'm so mean. Uh, <laughs> but Chad, what's, hey, what's the behind the scenes, buddy? Okay, well, the behind the scenes stuff is actually kind of light. You probably find more on the. I wish I had the Blu-ray to, to get in more in depth. Uh, I didn't find much, but uh, here's what I found. I did find. Uh, okay, so Linnea Quigley and the special effects artist Steve Johnson, they met when she came in for her fake breast mold, and they later got married. So they met on the set of this, and they got married. I thought that was pretty cool. I, mo- I molded your titties. Let's get married. <laughs> That's right. Those are the best titties I've ever molded. <laughs> it was produced for $1.2 million, and it made out- outrageously large grosses during its limited release. If it had opened nationwide instead of limited release, it was projected to earn $13 million its opening weekend, and it would have ranked in the top horror films of the 1980s. It was shot in only four weeks. Oh, wow. Right? Damn. Um, the girl that plays uh, Angela, Amelia Kincaid, her aunt is Rue McClanahan from the Golden Girls. Oh! And yeah. she would come visit the set every so often. Are you aware of those Golden Girls action figures? Yes, and I have to have them. I need I need to do photo shoots with those with my Jasons. <laughs> 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 only they're kicking Jasons' Oh, my Jason's God, ass. that would be awesome. They're kicking Jasons' yes. ass. Yes. Um, <laughs> Okay, and when Do you, you have that Blanche Dubois action figure that calls everybody trash? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need that in my life. Yes. So, um, and in the movie, okay, when we first see Angela, mm-hmm. she's wearing cross earrings. Later, after she's possessed, the crosses are inverted. 
Oh shit! Yeah, to prove to just nice. a little, yeah, is a little uh, the inverted cross is just a sign of demonic possession. Uh, Linnea Quigley initially turned down the offer to audition because she felt she was too old to play a teen convincingly. Okay. <laughs> her her agent insisted she do the audition, and finally, after you know going back and forth, she gave in and won the role. The reason they wanted her is because the filmmakers were huge fans of her role in uh, Return of the Living Dead. Which was excellent, wasn't, right? Right. Okay. I like how both films she's dancing. Like she's shaking her ass in one, and the other one she's dancing on top of fucking tombstones and shit. And I'm yeah, sure, but I'm this sure. one compared to the tombstone was way milder. And by the way, I have seen certain scenes from the remake. She is in it. And she's trying to do the same, you know, seductive thing, bending over, and she's wearing like the same outfit, and everybody's like, "Ooh, no, you're old." <laughs> oh. <laughs> you get to see your tits in that one too. I have no idea, but like I said before, they're fake, so they probably still look fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the uh, Hal Hawkins, who played um, Stooge, refused to bare his ass for the mooning scene at the beginning. That's why it's just he's he's wearing underwear. He refused to bare his ass. Oh. That, that's why he's wearing the, the that special set of underwear from the Silver Shamrock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why would you refuse to bury your ass for a mooning scene? It's not like somebody's going to stick a dick in it, right? Not uh. that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Do you hear that, Jared? <laughs> I, I, I I have an idea, and I think he was afraid of doing it wrong and having his balls hang out over the over the door. There you go. <laughs> it wasn't the ass he was afraid to show. He was afraid he was going to fuck it up and show more. Okay. You know what it probably was? He probably didn't want to shave his ass, or if he did, he didn't want to miss a spot and have he, it on camera. Yeah, so he, he's like, he probably has really bad dingleberries. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big boy. I mean, it was the 80s. Come on. Yeah. Um, uh, it was originally titled Halloween Party. Okay. The original title was changed because Mustafa Akkad of the uh, Halloween, Halloween franchise, franchise. Yep. forced him to change it. Uh, uh, another proposed sense. title was Demon Woogie. Demon Boogie. Sorry. Well, I, I'd like to thank Demon them for Boogie? making this fucking title of the movie because now it confuses me with about eight other fucking movies. It's called Night of the... <laughs> <laughs> and there is there is a movie from the 50s called Night of the Demon. Yes, I do know that. Yes. And then there's Night of the Comet, uh, Night of the Living mm-hmm. Dead. Uh, what else? Uh, Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. Jesus. I, and that we, Mike and I actually had an issue trying to set up this podcast because we weren't sure what fucking night of the movie we were actually going to review. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you, you, you accidentally you accidentally bought night of, the Demon. night of the Creeps. Yes, so I watched Night of the Creeps, the and I said is, I'm ready for Night of the Creeps, and you said we're not watching the Creeps. There was actually that was all my fault because in Chad's list he had Night of the Creeps. I had Night of the Creeps, and I thought he said Night well, of the Demons. So he buys Night of the Demons now, and before that even, uh, John. Yes had mistakenly watched Demon Knight. Oh! <laughs> right. Yeah, I bought that shit. I bought that, whoa. I bought that shit on Amazon and fucking, uh, we watched that. I was all ready and I was like anticipating and we we're like, nope. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> Go. Well, I'm sorry. In all fairness, and I can't announce it, we will be doing Demon Knight in the future. Yes. So you will be prepared for that at least. Excellent. Uh, Although you, you did remind me that... Uh, you know, Tom Atkins is a fantastic actor in two in two 80s movies. So you, you kind of pushed me into finding to falling in love with that movie. So, OK, so good things. Yes, good things. I, I, this this has nothing to do with this. But a couple years ago, a friend of mine, I think I might have brought this up before. A friend of mine was at a uh, Pittsburgh Pirates game and ran to Tom Atkins. 
Really? Yeah, and got a picture taken with that's them. That's awesome. Nice. That was so cool. I think that might have been when they... No. That was even after they did uh, My Bloody Valentine. I think he was just in town. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay, so... Okay, so now, funny story about this next thing that I brought up to TJ this morning. Oh, this is creepy as fuck, guys. Listen okay, to Okay, so this was on IMDb last night in the trivia section. It says uh, in the scene where all the characters are looking at the, the broken mirror on the ground, there's two characters who aren't in the reflection. And it said that they're the only two survivors. Now, wrong. That is incorrect because I wrote this down thinking, oh, it's cool. Yeah, I'll write that down because I haven't seen this movie in like 10 years. So this is my first time watching it in almost a decade. So I wrote that down, sat down and watched it. And at the end of the movie, the the uh, it's Judy and Roger that survive. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. like, wait a minute. Roger's reflection was in the mirror. I distinctly remember seeing it. So I went back, rewound the movie and like, OK, Roger's in the mirror. So that is wrong. So I wrote down that it's wrong. I go back onto IMDb to double check to make sure that I didn't write something down wrong. And that whole fucking notation is gone from the trivia section. Hmm. In the no ten, shit. Yeah. In the 10 hours it took me between writing that down, watching it and going back, somebody removed it completely. It does not exist anymore. Fucking weird. <laughs> that is that is weird shit. Now, and that's why Wikipedia works, because you can always trust crowd curation. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's funny, because I thought, you know, maybe I mistakenly got it from Wikipedia. So I went back to the Wikipedia page and it's not on there. Oh, shit. So I'm like, yeah, I definitely got it from IMDb. I even checked because I checked probably 10 different sites last night trying to get all sorts of trivia about this, because that's how boss the wall I get from my behind the scenes shit. And none of it had it. So I'm like, yes, it was definitely IMDb. And yes, it is definitely gone. Okay, it's so weird. Uh, okay, so another thing, the arcade machine at the beginning of the movie in the, in the convenience store, mm-hmm. the noise it's playing is from the uh, Atari 2600 Pac-Man game. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's really cool. Nice. There are actual two sequels to this. Uh, TJ didn't know there was two sequels. I do not. He didn't even know there was one sequel. I didn't. Uh, I've only seen the second one. I haven't seen a third one, so now, I can't. is it the same actress who plays Angela in both? In the second one, it is. I, I'm not sure if it is in the uh, third one. Angela, we're here for your party. I watched the trailer. <laughs> oh, and she just like comes flying out of that fucking uh, furnace. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the years since it's released, uh, the critics have gotten more favorable to it. It's got a cult classic following. Yes. And it got just completely hammered in the reviews or when it came out. It has like a, I think like a 30 or 40% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my. But we don't give two shits about Rotten Tomatoes because they don't like the movies <laughs> to begin with. And also, uh, the girl who plays Angela is a real choreographer. So she did all of her own dance scenes. She choreographed them herself. Mike, are you muting and unmuting your mic? It sounds like somebody's sitting there going like, unmute, unmute, mute, unmute. Yeah, I mean, yeah you're cutting out a lot, too. Well, I don't think we're cutting out. We're not hearing anything. Is Chad cutting out? <laughs> What is that noise? Did you hear it? it might, I did. It, I heard that. It might be mine. I did it once. Did it come keep coming through? Yes, I'm sorry God damn it. <laughs> Yo, my kid is loud, dude. I'm trying to keep it so you guys don't hear that shit. Okay. <laughs> just, Man, I'm sorry. Just Casey Anthony, that kid. Just a little Ooh. chloroform. little chloroform. Oh. <laughs> 
might tell, kill me on that uh, one, but you know. I tell Joe that all the time. He's like, the kids won't shut up. I was like, just Casey Anthony and put some chloroform on it. Shut right up. Oh, <laughs> Joe's got a way worse kid situation. Yes, than he, he does. He does. Four boys, <laughs> twins. That poor guy. Now, we talked about that before. Yes. Chad. Uh, Absolutely. What other notes do you got? Uh, that's about all I got, Ed. Uh, yeah, as far as, you know. I got a couple. So did anybody notice how big Jay's fucking flashlight was? Yeah. <laughs> The fucking thing was a two-hander. Yes, I did. That was my first. That and I, I the uh, one that um, Fatty had. Uh, what's his name? Stooge. Stooge in his car. Yes. Why? That was like this high-tech looking thing. Like, who has that in their car? Uh, also, whenever they're panning to. Uh, what's the black guy's name? Um, Roger. Roger. Uh, there's an Exodist, like the, me- the heavy metal band from the 80s, Exodist. There's a fucking sticker on the car. Yeah, I saw that. Uh... And one of my fucking favorite things is when Angela is like sitting there with her fucking not Angela, Suzanne sitting there with her tits out, and then they're, and they're like, uh, "Hey, what about an orgy?" <laughs> <laughs> she says it. She says it. I bet like, you we could get Mike Hart again. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> well, no Roger. Is it Roger? I, th- I bet you we could get Roger Hart again. No, I was no, like, no, what no, the Ro- fuck? No, no, was, but, but yeah, yeah. I think so it was Mike. What was Mike? The, the, yeah. way, the way she said that, she did this kind of. Funny little head bob the way she said it. That's that's like a total Linnea Quigley. You see her do that in a lot of her movies. The way she oh, okay. the way she makes her head when she says something funny like that. And this is the only movie ever where a black guy lives. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and there is two two instances of foreshadowing for the razor blade kill. Uh, the first time at the beginning of the movie, and then one of the actors say it when they're in the house. Talk about eating apples with razor blades in it. I didn't pick up on that. I didn't. I didn't but yeah. I didn't. I saw the reason was in the beginning, but I didn't see the the talk about it part. Yeah. I just wanted to bring those up because I normally don't do notes, and I was like, "Fuck, this is cool stuff." Uh, but Johnny, what's your biggest fucking question about this? Well, I gotta say, I'm glad I had a couple backups because uh, you already brought up one, and that was. Is this the only movie where a black guy fucking survives? In a movie? <laughs> holy shit. Uh but did you notice he? What? I, I don't want to sound. No, sorry. go ahead. I don't want to sound like uh, I don't want it to come off racist, but he didn't. He wasn't like the stereotypical black guy you see in horror movies. This guy was a total yeah, but bitch. That doesn't really matter though. Like, but he survived. You know what I mean? It's, they, but it, it's like he survived because he was a little whiny little bitch. It's true. He just fucking running yeah, and screaming. Yeah, he ran. He prayed. Well, well then again, and the girl demons. was like. Sitting there like, oh, we got to fight back. We got to fight back. He's like, ah! Yeah. He's sitting there there squealing like a little teenage girl. Oh, my God. Now, my question is, was there an alternate ending where he was just like, he walked up and just heard her screaming at the end when she was getting all pulled down by him? He's just like, yep. Fuck that shit. I don't even hear it. Right. Walk the fuck away. Because that's what I would have done. How did he get back on the wall? Explain that. How the fuck did he get back up on the wall? Good question. Because he, they had so much uh, trouble getting over yeah. it. And then how the fuck did he jump right back up again and do that fucking reaching thing? I was literally wondering that same thing, yeah. too, John. I <laughs> was literally wondering. Just... <laughs> He's superhuman. It's those jumping hey, skills. Yeah, white guy couldn't do it. Because <laughs> no. white, ma- exactly. white man can't jump. It's not racist. Not racist. <laughs> well, uh, ju- just remember, his daddy taught him how to pray real good. So, no, <laughs> of course, well, okay. Like, I... God picks it up on the first ring prayers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel he should have been the only one to survive because technically 
he was the only one to not really fuck around with that mirror. Even uh, the what the chick that did survive, she did. Mm-hmm. I felt like anybody that fucked with that mirror should have probably gotten taken out. Yeah. But I don't know. That was just my kind of like little take on it. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to watch the remake now. Uh, just to see how different it's going to be. I think we're all going to agree on the douche of the movie. Uh, for me, that was Stooge. Yeah. Yep. See, going into it, uh, watching it at the beginning, I'm like... However, oh. also, favorite character of the movie, too. Okay. I, I was originally going in thinking that the douche of the movie was going to be Sal. I love Sal. At the beginning, he was kind of a douche. Yeah. And, you know, halfway through, but he, he, he was a hero. Yep. He literally well, was like, He hey, sacrificed Angela. himself to save yeah. Judy. Yeah. Yep. Couldn't you go with Jay as well? I mean, Jay was kind of a douche in his own right as well. Like, Was Jay the one that was with... Uh, I think he was dating the Asian girl. No, no, no. Jay was the one that was, that was uh, there. Oh, uh, okay. That's Jay right. was the one with the main chick there. Uh, yeah, the and, he, and he left her because because uh, she wouldn't put it right. Out. Yeah. Oh, it's not my right, right. <laughs> and he also wanted to kick the shit out of Sal for literally doing the same, same joke thing, Sal yeah. wanted to do. Like they called her, like she even called him out on. Yeah. But yeah. really, so, the know, hey like, dudes and dudettes, it's time to party. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like every other line, he was just like, "Listen here, bitch." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like. <laughs> Stooge, you loved him and you hated him at the same time. Oh, and some of his lines didn't make sense. Uh, They talk about his mom, and then he calls her his old lady. Did you not notice that? (laughs) Yeah. Some people have called him the the old man and the old old lady. Yeah, so it kind of has a double meaning with with that. But yeah. What do you you think, Mike? Uh, This guy, he was like a shitty white trash John Candy. <laughs> with a mullet. And just, he's so fucking vulgar in everything. See, I got kind of a more of a John Belushi thing from him. Uh, this guy was just like, if Barb's makeup was really fucked up in Spaceballs, like like the guy, like the makeup guy gave up halfway. This is what he, the re, the result would be. Yeah, what the bro? Fuck? That was one fucking sweet mullet, man. What, you what know was that with the shit. weird shavings in the side of his head. It didn't even. Who knows? Match. It's the fucking eighties. Oh. He was just so awful. Where he's just like, sit down, bitch. Get off that. Make yourself useful. Now I have a question. Wheel. Shut up and drive, bitch. Turn here. <laughs> Shut up and start walking. <laughs> Hey, I said I had a spare tire. I didn't promise a tire iron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys need a hand? I love that. Everyone is first class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, did he bite? Did she bite off his lips or his tongue? His tongue. Okay. Tongue. 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 Yep. Uh, Which was like fitting because the loudmouth got silenced. So yes. that was a big plus for me. <laughs> Chad's questions. Okay. Hold on, I gotta get to my page with the question. And, and apparently Warlock wasn't the first movie to have someone have their tongue bit off. Oh. Oh my god, you know, I forgot about that. Okay, so, our first question is, what's everyone's favorite kill? Uh, I'll go last. Chad? Uh, you know, I'm gonna let Johnny go, because I, okay. I still gotta think about that, too. Favorite kill. Well, uh, it's kind of a little tie. So... It's if I have to choose a kill that actually like happened by the demons, I would almost have to stay as lame as it was the coffin lid kill just because uh, it was kind of like the most brutal just because he was just like, well, your fucking arm chop off. <laughs> However, oh, that my had, favorite. Oh, go ahead. Sir. Oh, that had a great line in it when when Max says when when Stooge like snaps uh, 
the Fran's neck, and then he goes to close the lid on uh, on Mark, and he goes, "No, Stooge, no, not now." Like, when is it a good time to murder someone's hookup and slam them in a coffin? Because you got to let them finish, bro. I mean, like, he might have been, like, three strokes away. Dude. She's still warm. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. However, still warm. I still think, going back to actually the favorite kill, my favorite kill probably would actually be the old random dude at the fucking end with his old lady. Yeah, I love the razors, that. Dude. That, that was fine. That's not like, his... Go ahead. Sorry. No, like, dude, like that, just those two scenes, the beginning and end scenes, dude, made me more, like, gave me more questions than the fucking, like, whole movie in itself. I'm like, wait, what the fuck's going on here, dude? Like, I want to know that story. Like, what the fuck? Not only is that my favorite kill now, that is my favorite scene in the movie, too. So that's, that's a double pick for me. Just because... Such an asshole. And at the end, at the end, you kind of get the idea that his wife knew the razor blades were in there, knew he was an asshole, and just wanted rid of the fucker. Yeah, because he's How laying dead in a pool of his own blood. She pats his head and says, "Happy Halloween, dear." How exactly, do you put a fork dude. And she smirked. In a pie without hitting a razor blade. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she cut up the razor blades. I don't fucking know. Somehow they solidified back in his throat. Gave <laughs> <laughs> out liquid razor. <laughs> I love the fact that, like, they managed to bypass his tongue and only take effect in his throat. I was expecting yep. to have a xenomorph jump out and do the Michigan rag. <laughs> <laughs> like, his throat bloomed like a fucking flower. It did. You see, like, blood traveling up the veins. Yeah, that was fucking gnarly, dude. Like, I don't care if it made didn't make sense. Like, it still looked awesome. It was so out of nowhere and sudden. And like they just decided, hey, now that Slot's gone, here's the second biggest asshole. And he gets killed, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe the right? old guy should be the douche of the movie because he was an asshole from the very he first was. scene he was in. What does he call him whenever they're walking by? You guys were up all night. A little whore. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, what? Like, you feel bad for him because of the two, you know, fucking Stooge and uh, Sal there. But then when he I was like, oh, wow, what a dick. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, what does he call this? What does he call the kids? Like fuck tarts or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He I'd was, say my favorite kills the coffin kill as well. Did Mike answer yet? No. It, it was uh, it was going to be the coffin kill, but then the old man of nowhere was just that took the pie. Yeah, I love the like the effects of the razor blades coming through his neck and his blood spraying out. But I do also. Although, want to like, in. yeah, Jill Terry, she deserves credit. Like, the only pair of Asian boobs you see in '80s movies, apparently, because because the only time I've seen them was her in uh, this movie and in Sleepaway Camp Three. Uh, same actress. We'll, yeah, we'll get back to that later because uh, that's one of our questions. So we'll go move on to the the best scene while I research that. Well, I just said my best scene was the uh, the razor blade kill at the end. Ed. Uh I really like when she's running through the house and she gets to the front door and her boyfriend comes out and then Angela's like uh what was it something about a blind date? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that and whole sequence. And then he says and he says, like, Mary, why have you forsaken me? Why are you supposed to pull a Bible quote? Yeah, he says, why hast thou forsaken me? That's awesome. Uh, Gentlemen, what, what about what about your yep. uh, favorite scenes? John? Uh, favorite scene. Honestly, man, like, as stupid as it is, that dance scene was pretty fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Agreed. 
I, uh, I, I enjoyed it because, uh, more from sales take. Cause I would personally, I would have probably got the fuck out of there a lot sooner than he did. I'm like, all right, this bitch is fucking nuts. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It was kind of, well, like I said, he it was, was weird, but it was benefit. Yeah, 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 dude. I, I, because yeah, you know, he kept saying best. Well, and you know, she's crazy, so she's nuts yeah. in the fucking streets. She's nuts in the vet too. But Ooh. you know, he was looking at her ass and shit. But at the same time, like, I thought it was a cool, almost like, morphosis scene. Like, you know, like she's transforming into the demon and shit like that, just because like everything's starting to turn on, shit's starting to go a little fucking weird. Like, I don't know. It was just a cool like this is when shit's about to really start to go down. I, I, I also would like to add that is one fantastic ass, by the way. Yeah, that's pretty nice. It was definitely nicer than the first one there in the pink. Yeah, better <laughs> than Leanna. I mean, like that was just like some flat pixie stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, Mike, best scene. Hmm. Uh, I have to say something that really stuck with me is when uh, Mary is surprised to find out that the room with an incinerator isn't a boiler room, but in fact, crematorium. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, like they're in a how did fucking morgue the whole time. Or, uh, you know, she, she, has, to, she has to dig through time. ashes and find a skull before she's realized like, oh, this <laughs> is the crematory. <laughs> she opens the door. She's like, what's with all these pipes? <laughs> also, how the fuck did that not kill everyone in that room? Like in a huge gas explosion thing? Yes. yes. What like. the fuck? It doesn't work that way. It's not water. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I'd also like to note for that scene, and I know she's not necessarily a final girl, like in the sense, but it, she is in the horror movie sense, but she has to be the most retarded fucking final girl in any horror movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, she's awful. <clears throat> Dude, just the questions. Raj, Raj, is that true? Really, Raj? Okay. Oh, yes. And it's like, oh my fucking God, somebody just die, please. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, she was she was a horrible actress. And by the way, I want to I just want to add this on, and this annoyed the fuck out of me too. On the cover of the Scream Factory Blu-ray, it shows Stooge as like this pig demon that doesn't even appear in the movie. You're right. And that annoyed the hell but out of me. But it does look awesome on that. It does. It does look awesome, but it's not even in the movie. What if it's a deleted scene? I'll have to look. Ooh. Could be. Mm. Night of the Piggy. Did the opening well, scene hook you in? Uh, oh, the opening was fan-fucking-tastic. It was like some Tim Burton-like shit with macabre settings and picket fences, like bony demons flying into a haunted house with a Michael Myers-like soundtrack, but also with like a progressive rock beat culminating the animated fireplace morphing into a pumpkin. It was a fucking fantastic beginning. One of the best ones I've seen. It it's actually very famous for that animated beginning, too. I love it. And it literally goes right into the movie with that pumpkin. It's, it's oh yeah, that was really cool. Okay, um, so yeah, we agree on that. Okay, here, best tits slash hottest girl. I'm gonna have to say, I know Chad's gonna say. Yeah, it. you know what I'm gonna say. It's uh, probably gonna say the one I'm gonna say too. So, <laughs> Judy, for me. I see. That's what I said this morning. I texted you about that because she seems to have the most perfect pair, but you never see them. The only thing you see is mm. in the lacy bra at the beginning that her brother really, really creepily comments. Yeah. On, which was very What the disgusting. fuck was that, dude? Like, even he was <laughs> about her titties. He, he was like, bodacious boobs? <laughs> yeah, bodacious boobs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> said bodacious boobs. 
Bodacious boob says, I always wondered, like, what would it, what would would this line have been as effective or as creepy if it, the genders were reversed and it was a sister who busts out like awesome anaconda, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, you keep growing it like that, and you'll need to hire a midget to carry it. <laughs> I don't. I think it doesn't work for either, honestly, dude. Like, I think it's just fucking weird. Like, what? You guys are brothers and sister, man. This isn't in Alabama. Yeah, well, maybe it is. I don't fucking. Yeah, that was so gross. I mean, aside from that, the little brother was actually pretty cool. But oh, yes. God, that, that just. But since we're talking about hottest girl, uh, we did get Bush. Yes, we did. We did. Uh, it's been a while since the burning that we get any Bush. Uh, <laughs> it, it was very brief, but it was Linnea Quigley Bush. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's his not? Oh, shit, we're still on the best. The, and unlike yeah. the boobs, that muff wasn't a prosthetic. No, that was uh, not a prosthetic yeah. bust. Uh, oh, that reminds me. I'm no. disappointed that nobody picked the lipstick and the boob for their favorite scene. <laughs> well, not that was a hurting and awful. fucking weird yeah, was, scene, dude. Like, very, did it just very prosthetic or? awful? They did. Yeah, it did. It, and they serve no purpose. Like, if you're going to have, so if you're establishing tits. that her tits can absorb things, then when she's fucking Mark, he should be sucking on her boobs and then the nipple bites his tongue and pulls his face in. <laughs> wow, that was way fucking sweeter to see, dude. Oh, also, they never established whether he stayed hard after she turned into a demon or not. <laughs> uh, I didn't even hear a crunch when she turned. I'm pretty sure he got teased. <laughs> really? Oh, God. Dude, you're going to make me watch it a third time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch that movie, John. Don't. Teeth? Don't watch it. <laughs> Oh, uh, teeth? No. Yeah, God, no, dude. That. I watched it once and I'm good, bro. <laughs> John, uh, best tits, hottest girl. Asian chick, dude. Yes. Asian girl. Uh, Jill Terashita. Okay. Best Asian tits of the 80s. There, Possibly okay. tits at all, period. Oh, so I'm like Judy. Was spectacular. Every, does everyone have yellow fever? Jesus. Oh, come on. Those were. Those were no, perfect. it's just she had the best tits, dude. And she I, actually I showed have, them. I have big I don't tits count fever. ones that don't show. <laughs> or don't show, I mean. Uh,. Did the score set the mood? Absolutely, it did. Yeah, I love it. This music was yeah. perfect. It, it really was. Uh, I like how it was quiet whenever it needed to be, and there was music whenever it needed to be. I think it was very well done. The only one I didn't, the only part I didn't like was the uh, when Stooge came out of the bathroom when he was like hesitating at the door there, and they did the big fucking just organ like me, like <laughs> I don't know. That just sounded like weird and out of place, but. As for the rest of it, yes. What was Stooge's expectations? He says, like, like she walks into the bathroom, closes the door, and he's like, I thought we were going to go together. <laughs> is, is he into water sports? He wanted <laughs> a blunkin, dude. Deal? Like, bro, you know, like, he's all about that They shit. were going to double drop. <laughs> double drop? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to sit right on her fucking yep. lap. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she sits on his lap, and he just spreads his legs, and they both, like, <laughs> Yeah, Go together. Double dropping. More efficient. They try to get like a little Bellagio action going on. Oh right? God. Nothing wrong with a fucking Blumpkin, dude. Just got to watch the Slash. <laughs> Best song. Mm. Ending. The credit song. I dig it. That was good, but I, that was good, but I like the song that Angelo was dancing to, the Stigmata song that Fuck y'all. got stuck in your head. <laughs> <laughs> like Stigmata. the weird Latin and shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's a video of it on the internet with like this weird 90 cg like night like playstation one cgi of these two kids playing like a mortal Kombat game 
And they're both like ugly, degenerate, like gummo redneck kids. Awesome. Hmm. John, are you going to say stigma uh, also? No, I am not going to say stigma on it, dude. That song was like, I didn't re- realize it said that a thousand times the first time I watched it. I think I was just more like, what the hell's going on? But the second time I heard it, and I was like, wow, that's fucking annoying as shit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to probably have to go with TJ and the uh, the end song, dude. Like, I like that. That was a good outro. Stigma and Mutter is only a close second from me. First one is Computer Date. Now you're, Simply because it just that it's just like Thomas Dolby Light stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite character? Stooge. <laughs> I really like Stooge other than Such him a- being an, an asshat. Uh, I mean, like, that's why I like him, because he's just he is such a douchey character, but he plays it so well. I got to go with Sal. Okay, yeah, Sal was pretty cool, too. I I like Sal because all the shit's going on. And he's like, you know what? I'm getting the fuck out. Thank heavens for water pipes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are some very strong water pipes. Yeah, it was the kid is the doctor building. Of course there was no boards on the window. There's no way out. <laughs> uh, I, still, I still got a kick out of Sal. And and the uh, the creepy um, the creepy incest brother at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The kid was funny when he was talking <laughs> to Sal at the beginning. Transcock? Uh, who was the dude with the um, the doctor on? The one that was fucking the Asian chick? X, Mark. Yeah, like he wasn't a bad character. Like I kind of liked him. Like he was a little douchey, but at the same time, like he seemed like he was like there for his friend. I don't know. Apparently, like he's, he's got just a normal history. Of, he's got a history of having his friend kill his dates. Because <laughs> apparently, like Stooge, like took a bad time to kill his date. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. That guy's got a story that could that we that we had uh, that we could have uh, listened to. Okay, uh, Mike, favorite character. Uh, I'd have to go with the brother. Just like he's a little incesty, but then again, like when you're just hitting puberty, like every hammer, like when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. Okay. <laughs> Bodacious boobs. And uh, the way he just like burns his mom's like, no one wants your fucking cookies, mom. They look like poodle turds. <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Well, they fucking did, dude. <laughs> and then when Sal shows up, he's like, he's like, what's up, butthole? Like, he's just spitting hot fire on everybody. Well, this to be fair, didn't Sal scare him and like steal his mask? So, I mean, like. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Yeah, well, he is a twelve-year-old kid. I mean, he's got the attitude of a of an ass-kicking right. guy, but he doesn't have the muscle to back it up. It's he's like, like a little young hey, guys, He called his mom, dude. <laughs> Don't make me call my mom. Don't make me call. Shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> was it scary? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it could be scary. Yeah, if it's your first time watching, I think so. Yeah, this fucking demon designs is awesome. That shit's. Even though, uh, even though the voices they used for the demons were really terrible. all one guy did that. Yeah, that was. I, I watched the credits pretty thoroughly, and I noticed that one guy did it. Hmm. We should interview him if we can. Just have him use that voice the entire time. We should get him to do the <laughs> intro. Yes. Uh, Transcock, was it scary? Ah, uh, no, not in my personal opinion. Um, 
And you know what? On Voodoo, it's actually labeled as a fucking horror comedy. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's supposed to be labeled like that or not. So that's how I kind of took it the first time around. <laughs> I'm thinking it's like that on Amazon uh, Prime as well. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Captain Canada, no what me, about you? <laughs> Captain Canada, are you there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it, uh, it was kind of scary in moments but uh overall i found it like more funny but it did have some good shocks like when that fucking mortal combat dragon shows up in the mirror yeah <laughs> that's so true like, you have, like a bone like someone just said what should be in the mirror a skeleton a ghost or a dragon and some guy said why not all three <laughs> fuck yeah they look like they ran out of budget halfway through designing it though because that was a terrible terrible puppet Mm-hmm. And that dragon yes. showed up at the end. I really thought he was going to pit Mary and Roger against each other and say, like, test your might. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that might have looked bad, but I think the set design was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. That was an actual house, too. That and the lighting kind of felt Nightmare on Elm Street-ish at times. Like when she's in the, uh, like, the embalming room. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How great is it? When uh, What's-His-Face goes in and he sees Linnea Quigley sitting there topless. And the first thing he notices is not the fact that the lights are on, is the fact that she's naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, hey. Then he's like, 30 seconds later. Sal's oh, what the fuck? Her. The lights are on. <laughs> Sal's reaction to her is the best, though. <laughs> yeah. the fuck are wrong with you people? It's like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, Does uh, it hold up today? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> to an extent, yeah. Well, we see it as a comedy at these. Yeah, at this I mean, point. You, you, if, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, you can tell it's a very '80s movie, and the incest brother is really out of place in today's society. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck brothers and sisters are like <laughs> now. Maybe they are incestual. It's probably going to game. I'm not even going to say. Okay, like these guys were trailblazers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I guess, yeah, to an extent it does hold up today. It's still it's still a decent movie. Transcock? Uh, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's... If you're looking for, like, that specific, like, 80s cheese then, yeah, dude, it's perfect. Absolutely. Um, but if you're looking... I mean, like, dude, would this scare the shit out of, like, a younger kid? Yeah, maybe. You know, but an adult going in by themselves? Eh, probably not so much. Captain Canada. Uh, it's it's fantastic. I only saw it recently, and I never felt like it felt like super outdated, except for the uh, the fantastic music. But <laughs> to me, that's that's classic, not aged. It is a, a great movie. I'll definitely be watching it again, and it would be a great litmus test if you're uh, if you're recently seeing somebody and you're like, but how? Like they say they like horror movies, but are they cool? You okay. Put this movie on, and you find out. Yeah, yeah. This this would be the ultimate test right there. Uh, Chad, what's the next? Was the acting good or bad? Abs- I think it was pretty good. I disagree. Okay, explain. I thought uh, the acting was terrible, yeah. and it was. I think for the fact that it's a pretty low budget B movie, it's decent, but especially with Judy, she was terrible. Maybe she was supposed mm. to be intentionally bad, but yeah, she was horrible. And I wasn't a big fan of Roger. Yeah, he, d- he, yeah, he, he was did bad. seem over the top, but I felt like that was a purposely done kind of like uh, 
SNDN too. I feel like it maybe yeah. it was on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you might be onto something there, but as far yeah, the as... problem with Roger was the character, not the acting. Yeah, yeah, he did an all right job. I, d- I didn't think I didn't buy Judy's performance. Yeah, Transcock got brought up earlier about how like Judy's lines and shit when she's in the crematorium. That's not her fault because <laughs> she just kept repeating herself over and over again. Those were her fucking lines. I don't think that was improv. Uh, she could have been doing a much better job at that. Yeah, that's very this true. was this is where all the people died, right? This is like all yeah, our friends right. are being possessed by demons, right? It, they, oh they my god! Until midnight, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, so, Mike, good or bad acting? I'm sorry. What was that? Good or bad acting? Hmm. I'd have to say good acting on Stooge's behalf because they probably said just act like a total fucking asshole and he nailed it. Yep. And uh, Sal also like the tough, the uh, like the tough guy who made good kind of like an attempted an attempt at the uh, at uh, Dylan from the uh, from the blob. OK, OK. But, yeah. you know, where that guy actually succeeded, this guy fell short, pun intended. But don't bump. <laughs> but uh it was a mixed bag some people acted great uh like the uh the dancer and linnea quigley they played their parts as like weird sexy girls great mary on the other hand fucking awful but again it's really hard to tell if they gave her a bad character or if they were just like oh this is the best we're gonna get just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got to agree with that, man. It's like 50-50. Like, some of them are, I feel like, were really into their roles and really got it. Mm-hmm. And other ones just didn't hit the mark. Maybe it was written bad, but I don't know. The brother and the old man were acted fantastic. Like, they just said, like, this is what we want to get from you, and they delivered. Exactly. Right. So, uh, did you like the cinematography? No. And I will give you two shots what I did like, but the other ones felt cheap. Uh, three shots that I did like. Uh, the first one is Angela coming down the hallway. The second one is the transition from the hallway to the second room. You can tell it was done with a set because it passes through through a wall. And my third shot that I actually do like is whenever all the demons are reaching up to grab Judy. Uh, I like that shot as well. But anything else, I okay. feel like it could have been better. Even the POV shot, there was like one long nonstop shot coming up out of the basement. Yeah. Oh, you mean uh, the Evil Dead homage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. straight up Evil Dead steal. You, you call it an homage, I call it a fucking rip and a half. It's almost like using the yeah, gory bits in your all. podcast. Ooh. Oh, shots fired. Cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> so, finally, do you like the premise? Wait, no, they didn't. They oh, didn't sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. I didn't mean to cut Trans you Transcock and Mike. <clears throat> Cinematography. Mike, you can go ahead, man. Uh, I kind of like the homage to the Evil Dead. Like, there's a lot of people that attempt it, and I thought this kind of, you know, this was in like the, uh, the it was closer to uh, nailing it rather than failing it. Okay. But apparently, uh, that's a contested opinion, so I'll uh, I won't stress that. <laughs> but uh, also, the dance, the dance strobing scene was great. I have, um, yeah, I don't really have complaints as far as the uh, cinematography goes. Okay. Honestly, my favorite shot in that whole fucking movie was the broken mirror. I thought that just looked awesome. I'm glad that you brought it up earlier, Chad. Like, but I 
was there were they all in the mirror or was somebody missing though? No. Uh, I thought somebody Judy was missing. Judy and the other girl, they were both missing from the shot because she was okay. The girl that got thrown on the car. Yeah, the the one the girl that actually saw her own death. Okay. Yeah, she was she was back huddled in the corner and the Judy was uh, consoling her. So they were the only ones that their images weren't reflected in the mirror. Oh, okay. gotcha, gotcha. Which is kind of what threw me because I, like I said, I saw that and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe these two live because, like I said, it's been a long last time since I'd seen it. And then, oh no, Roger, right? Roger lived and he was in the mirror. And then I went back and an interesting and, scene with no significance whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. I know, and I feel like that like is an awesome thing that they could have had it, and they just yeah, still looked good though. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, so finally, did you like the premise? Absolutely. Very, very cool. Yeah. Transcog. Yeah, it was an awesome idea, man. I mean, who doesn't? Well, it's listen, it's Halloween night, it's a bunch of kids going to a party, shit goes fucking wrong. Right. How does, like, that's an awesome concept. That is a Whether it was deployed 100%, eh, you know, that's questionable. But, dude, the idea is fucking awesome. Yeah, that is a classic 80s horror trope. You know, something, you know, Halloween, kids want to do a seance and some bad shit happens. Mike, classic. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, that it, that can easily be played out and uh, uh, failed at terribly, but they took something that we all know and did something pretty unique and memorable with it. So, thumbs up. Okay. Rating. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Chad. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair rating. I'll give it a three out of five as well. Okay. Transcock. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go two point five. I'm gonna go a little low ball on it. And Mike. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the uh, the antithesis and give it a three point five. Oh, so that's gonna nice. even out to roughly about a three point oh. Three. Yep. And Gore more rating of Night of the Demons. Three out of five. Uh not bad. But yeah. Remember to catch us at Steel City Comic Con, August 9th through 11th at the Dubak Discussion Network booth. And Chad, would you like to show the network? Uh, be my guest, my man. Okay. Uh, this is a friendly reminder that the Gormore Podcast is part of the Dubak Discussion Podcast Network, featuring great podcasts as the Dubak Discussions Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. The Hall of Heroes Podcast, or as Chad calls it, Hall of Zeros. Your source for comic book news, <laughs> theories, and reviews. <laughs> I kid, I kid. It's 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 a good podcast. I just got to give these guys a rough time. And I will announce my podcast with Corey Kaufman called the Jerk the Curtain Podcast, which will be your source for all eighties and nineties wrestling. Uh it's oh, gonna be yeah. awesome. Yes. Why does everyone say that when I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only doing it because it was in the last one, so I think right. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have a secret project that I'm working on, which is massive. I know about it. And let's just say it's going to be awesome. Uh, if if you love the interview podcast that TJ's done on our off weeks for the Gore and Moore show, this is going to be right up you guys' alley. You're going to mm-hmm. love it. Uh, but also, remember, you can find us at dobackdiscussion.net. Make it your fucking homepage now. And... Find us on T Public at Do Back Discussion. You can find your awesome Gore and Moore shirt there. 
And if you go to our booth at Steel City Com, you should have a couple shirts and a couple hats and maybe some pins for you guys. Uh, it's going to be cool. Don't remember all the, if you buy something, that money's going to go to charity. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong helping kids. Uh, but thanks, Mike, for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks. It was my pleasure. This was real fun. Uh, Dranscock, thank you for taking time out of your day. Hey, man. Thank you for having me on as always, bro. And sadly, I am going to end the podcast with Stigmata Martyr uh, <laughs> as much as I don't want to. Um, yes, you, you do. You, you should have got that uh, the one that, that Mike liked. <laughs> what's it called? The, uh, computer what? one? Yeah, computer, date. Computer, computer date. Computer date. I'll, I'll see if it exists. Hold on. On my Spotify. It's on YouTube, dude. I listened to it the other day. Suburban Lawns? Play it. Play it. That's not right. What the fuck is that? No. That is not right. <laughs> what the hell are is you that? Is that like Fisher Price is my first Casio? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the little the cat playing the keyboard. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but thanks everyone for joining us on the Goremore podcast. That's TJ Bowser signing off. Chad Christman saying goodbye. Johnny D. From the- He's out. <laughs> Mike, and Mike from the. Oh, uh, leg is a bitch. And Mike from the graveyard shift. Horror with Sheldon and Mike. Happy Signing Halloween, off. dear. Before we go out, I just wanted to say this is another coincidence, just like our last episode with the crow being on the 25th anniversary of the reverse of the release of the crow. This actually happens to be Linnea Quigley's birthday. So happy birthday! Happy birthday, oh. Linnea Quigley. <laughs> <laughs> Keep flashing them fake titties. <laughs> oh, yeah.